on Wednesdays, school would finish early. I'd run home, I'd get changed, and then I'd jump on the train, and, and then I'd go into the office. And yeah, and then I'd spend like three, four hours there, and that is it. Hello, and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast for arriving new stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Chase Sampat, who is an 18-year-old indie hacker who built a product called Superpay in 2019 when he was just 15 years old. Superpay is an app that lets you generate easy payment links through Stripe and Square. Since then, he's grown it to 5K users, 6K in recurring revenue, and processed a whopping 15 million in payments. Che has also been working at some cool companies since he was young, but most recently joining the payment startup Fast to focus on his career. And actually, he might be stepping back from Superpay. Now, if you're a podcaster, one of the best ways to have your show discovered is to share little clips of your show on social media. Traditionally, this has been a pain to do. You'd either have to do it manually or hire a freelancer, which is why I'm grateful for the sponsor of this episode, Real. Reel lets you create these short teaser videos called audiograms with animated subtitles, waveforms, and a ton of beautiful templates to choose from. Save time and set your podcast clips aside from the rest by creating these shareable snippets that grab your audience's attention as they scroll through their feed, even without sound. I've used Reel myself for Indie Bytes and it's been a game changer for me. If you want to give it a go for yourself, head to reel.so or click the link in your show notes and use the code IndieBytes for 20% off. Jay, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you so much for having me, James. I know that we've had this booked in for some time now. And I'm excited to talk to someone so young who's going to come at it from a different perspective. Talk to me about your background when you were younger. Like, when did you first start to learn how to code? I started when I was maybe like 13, 14. The very first experience with coding that I had was like a year nine computer science class. And our teacher was like telling us about this thing called Python. Then he like gave us a really basic like exercise where we had to build this very basic chatbot. Really, really basic, but I thought it was magical. So it was pretty much that same day I like went home all that same week and and I just started searching like how do I build things with like Python. And then yeah, I just started building stuff with it. Like the first like project or two that I did, I wouldn't even call them projects, like was one called was called a Django Games, which was basically this website which allowed the kids in my school to unblock like games on the <laughs> school network because always in computer science class, after you'd finish your work, you would want to play some games. But our IT department was like relentless at blocking every single one of them. It was like always like a new like treasure if we like found one that was unblocked. And then yeah, I, I found a way to host a website that then hosted these games. Where were you learning all this stuff? Because I'm guessing school wasn't teaching you this. If you picked it up, were you sort of going home and like really enjoying learning this stuff and hacking away on new things? It was all taught by like YouTubers. And it was that process of just building loads of stuff, like stuff that wasn't any good. Yeah, sure, it was useful to some people, but aesthetically it was horrible. But it worked and it gave me something to work on. So I'd spend hours like every single day relentlessly for like a good six months some of your early projects they were fun they were solving your own problem but going from those sort of hacky projects to something like Superpay, which was at the start was it just stripe checkout links and what made you want to build something like that so it was actually for the firm where i'm still at now i horizon which is an accounting firm specializes with tech startups and at the time they were using paypal because for some of their like subset of clients that weren't on direct debits they paid by credit card and i remember this like one incident where paypal had like locked up their money for like half a year and then i thought oh what if we could just take payments online like through through our own portal and then i initially just searched online how to take payments online and 
well, Stripe was the first thing that came up. And yeah, like I built a little prototype within three, four days. And yeah, it basically just allowed our team to just log in, enter in an amount, a quick description, press create link, and then they could send it to the client. And then the client could pay and everyone would be notified and everyone's kept happy. I'll just go back a little bit there. I'm going to ask you about that. But you said you were working a job. You were 15 years old, Jay, and you were working as a tech guy at an accounting software company just for full transparency and context so the well the founder of the business is my dad so my dad owns this uh, accounting firm he found it like 10 12 years ago now and like ever since i was really young like i've always wanted to go in help out and like work yeah. do or like do really basic stuff and then it was like during spring of 2018 they had some laptop problems so I said hey let me just swap out the hard drive for you and then it kind of just went from there I just started on taking on more and more things it was never like my dad wanting me to do this like for him it was great that I wanted to do it and it was very much like both of us were like happy doing it how much was he paying you 100 or 200 quid a month I was still in full-time school so what I do is on Wednesdays school would finish early I'd run home I'd get changed and then I'd jump on the train and, and then I'd go into the office and yeah and then I'd spend like three four hours there and that is it I love it so when did the payment thing you built for for your dad's company end up turning into super pay did you go oh this is really cool and I can turn it into something else after a few months of it working and the team liking it and clients liking it, I thought this tool was pretty cool. What if we then made it available to other businesses? And then I spent two, three weeks over the Christmas period like building Superpay. And then, yeah, we released on Product Hunt like mid-January. You say we. So me and my dad. I wasn't actually old enough to be a director of my own company. So my dad had to be a director well, I'm, I'm guessing with with a lot of indie hackers that are, are really trying to build something, they go through the idea validation process of trying to figure out if they've got an idea worth building or a product worth building. But you, you kind of already built something, but you didn't really, uh, I don't know, did you validate it? Did you go out to the market as, as a 15-year-old to figure out if this was what was needed? Or you just re- thought iHorizon, they needed it, so surely other people need a solution like this? Yeah, so no, there was no other like validation or interviewing of like other users or doing market research because I didn't know what any of that was. The only thing I knew and the only thing I based it on was iHorizon is not a particularly unique in its size or needs or tech stack or anything. So maybe if this company needs it, there are probably a few others that need it as well. Did you literally build it and uh, over that Christmas break and then launch it on Product Hunt? Yeah, yeah, we got products of, of the day. And actually, funny story, I had no idea what Product Hunt was. I had no clue like what it was and what it meant to the community. It was just something that I thought I'd found like online, like post your products here. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. And then, yeah, like I launched it by accident on a Saturday evening and then I woke up Sunday morning then I had like users like trying to sign up and trying to use it so I was like oh okay that's when you know you've stumbled across a problem very interestingly the last couple of episodes I've done with a chap called Peter Zoom and also Derek Reimer and Corey Haynes have both done very well on Product Hunt with their launches but they followed a framework of how they did it but for you you did none of that you didn't follow any playbooks you just had a really good product and also this was earlier this was 2019 but it doesn't distract from the fact that you stumbled across a problem that a lot of people that couldn't code that used Stripe wanted to share payment links and was that exactly what it was at the start just a, a single payment link checkout flow yeah, so like the very first version, the only feature was just payment requests. You could create a payment request, send it to someone, 
and they can pay it and it'll send you an email that was it and were you just taking the one percent yeah 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 that one percent was from the very beginning yeah because stripe made it so easy do you you remember how many users you got from that first first launch it was in the hundreds the vast majority of them were people who just wanted to look at it who had like no intent of yeah yeah. looking for a payment tool so tell me what you did from that point you've done your product hunt launch now what how do you start to scale it get more users after that then we did friends and family and then while that was all going on uh, i'd heard about the stripe partner program and what that means is they like list you on their like marketplace their marketplace then like generates leads for you you get like a bunch of co-branded marketing material you get to put on your website all stripe partners and then a few other things as well so you've launched on product hunt you've partnered with stripe you're getting leads through there when did you notice there was like a consistent amount of volume coming through so what we had found is when customers sign up for Superpay, very, very rarely it's they need it at that exact moment. So there is very much a sort of a delay time. And it wasn't till two, three months after we had become Stripe partners, we really started seeing picking it up because we had customers who had signed up two months ago who are now ready to use it to then actually starting to use it. And how is it doing today in terms of volume? We just crossed like 5,000 connected accounts. Yeah, and we've done about 15 million dollars in like total volume of like users putting payments through our platform and getting paid that amount and you've also got the recurring revenue from the enterprise plan which i'm guessing is more cost efficient for some of these higher volume customers so if they just pay you a monthly thing works out for you because you then get a monthly payment from them and so 50 million process one percent is 150k plus the recurring revenue Jay, what did you do with the money is it just sitting in an account is it in the savings did you spend it did you buy yourself lots of nice things most of it's gone back into the business there are lots of different tools and infrastructure that you need to have and people like we have like a marketing person and we also have a few like outsourced like customer support people occasionally i've bought myself like a nice new piece of tech but (laughs) i think the most was like a ipad pro and you launched uh, another stripe related product when stripe relief the stripe customer portal but unfortunately you have to be a little bit technical to be able to set it up so over a weekend or a hackathon you built super portal which was a no-code version of people setting up uh, stripe customer portal now we won't go into too much detail on this because it's a great product but what i want to know is why you pissed the stripe team off they had released their stripe customer portal which is what they call it like low code customer portal for like billing and they had released it silently like they had just put a new page up on their docs and then i thought oh this is really cool it would actually save me a lot of time because i was thinking about building like a full-fledged stripe customer portal so actually no like this is great let me just use this but then i realized oh but you actually have to code for it a few weeks had passed and i was like invited to like join this uh, hackathon and we just had to ship something within 24 hours and i chose to ship her like a really basic MVP that allowed our customers to then access the Stripe customer portal with no code. And uh, yeah, like I launched that on Product Hunt. We got, I think it was like fourth of the day. And then the following day, Stripe launched the Stripe customer portal on Product Hunt. At first it's going great, but then you can start seeing comments on their post of, oh, I just saw this a few days ago, or oh, Stripe is like sitting on the little guy. So. Edwin, he like pretty much runs all of their like marketing and cons. He like messages me on Twitter saying, Hey Shay, it looks like some people have gotten confused over like Stripe Portal and how it works with your product and 
and then he said yeah please say if you can just go in and clear up that actually these like these these are two different products two like different companies and actually you build on the strike portal and i said yeah that's fine no yeah they were they got a bit distressed there because they were getting all of this bad hate that was just misunderstood but yeah and so shay with, with all of these things you're doing all, all pretty much before you turn 18 or when you're 18 do you do you ever come into any challenges because your age do people look down on you um at the beginning actually even but like before launching super it was definitely a concern of people have got to some to some degree trust us with their money you wouldn't trust someone who was 15 with your business's revenue but product hunt loved it like the people who find SuperPay through stripe or through product hunt or through referrals they love SuperPay. i don't hide that i was 15 or 16 or 17 or 18 but i also wouldn't advertise it so for the vast majority perfectly fine the times when i actually did run into trouble was then when like trying to work with institutions so trying to get a business bank account the sheer amount of paperwork that we had to go through to create this like business bank account with Lloyd's three months of back and forth speaking to yeah. someone at Lloyd's said try to sort it out because their system just didn't support the majority shareholder being under 18 but we got it done in the end it's really impressive what you've built and what you've been doing but you just sort of finished up school and you've got this successful bootstrap product but instead what you've done which i think is a smart move and i'd love you to explain why you've done it is go in and get in a software engineering job at the startup fast what made that the right move for you many people when they get into like the bootstrapping side of things they typically go from like has been working in big tech or has been working in big industry for like years and years and then they say okay this is enough now i want to go do my own thing and then they go into the bootstrap route obviously there are exceptions to it but that is the majority i've very much done it a very quirky way i've started off super first and now i actually want to go into industry and and, and i want to go into an engineering walk so I want to go into a company where they have a really good team, really strong growth. I just want something completely different to what I've been doing now. As much as it's my like next stage of my career, like I'm not interested in climbing a career ladder. Like if I'm learning and developing and growing, I'll be happy. And yeah, just want to get some new experiences, meet some new people. And Fast is a great place for me to be going into. I thought it was really smart when we first spoke and I, I was probing you and saying, Che, come on, SuperPay is doing well. Why not just focus and dub double down on that? You've got it good. And you're like, I'm 18 and I've never experienced uh, a job at an engineering org, like you say. And you want to pick up the experience. You want to see what it's like working in, working in a fast growth company. And I thought that was really smart and a, a great move for you. Shay, we end every episode on three recommendations, a book, a podcast, and an indie hacker you'd recommend following or have been inspired by. Yes, yeah, so book, I'd say clean code. Uh, podcast, well, apart from Indie Bytes, one that I really like listening to actually is uh, Software, Software Engineering Daily and Indie Hacker. Peter Grillet, he, he's a serial entrepreneur, um, actually worked at iHorizon for quite some time, and then he's actually off now at a uh, company called carbon fantastic recommendations thank you so much for joining me yeah thank you so much james for having me thank you for listening to this episode of indie bites with shay sampat what an inspiring young chap he is you'll find links to everything discussed in this episode in the show notes and if you want to create clips on social media for your content check out real.so and use code indie bites for 20 percent off Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more from me, you can check out my brand new podcast, No More Mondays, where I chat with my friend Dan Rowland about building our indie businesses. That's all from me. See you next week.